When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome back to another week of La Jamon Latte. I'm your host, Nicole, and I hope you've had a fantastic week wherever you are. I'm still in Melbourne, still in lockdown, so yet again, I have zero to share with you that is more exciting than eating a rye crusket. I'm going to skip that part of the show and head straight into another thank you. Yeah, I'm really spoiling you with these thank yous. This time, I wanted to say thank you for the great feedback on last week's episode, Eat, Drink, Fuck Diets, with our dietitian Jess. If you haven't listened to that episode, I definitely recommend it. I'll be honest, some episodes are definitely better than others, and this one was a really good one. We spoke about uneducated influencers spreading baseless wellness diets, Netflix food documentaries, and Jess just cut through a bunch of bullshit misconceptions we've been fed and gave it to us straight up. So thank you for your feedback, and please keep sliding into our DMs to tell us what you like and what you don't like, because this is a podcast for the people, which makes it sound a little bit like a communist podcast, but I guess I would be okay with you calling me Lennon, sure. But honestly, you telling us is the best way for us to keep giving you more of what you like and less of what you don't like. So don't be shy, but also don't be mean. While we're on the topic of asking you to do things, please keep spreading the good word of this podcast by screenshotting yourself, listening to it and posting it in your Instagram stories, tagging us at La Jamon Latte Media. Fans, I have a small confession. I have become a little bit of a co-host whore because today I have another special guest co-host for the second segment. And when I told Jess, my Lal friend, about it, I actually felt like a polygamist adding a new sister wife to the harem. But luckily, Jess was totally up for polygamy. So let's hope you enjoy it too. Today on the podcast, the makings of a golden human being. We've spoken about your red flags before, so today we're going to discuss the opposite and share your top green flags. Then, in avoiding all news, so I have some semblance of a will to live, I missed that Chloe and Tristan were back together, so I never miss the important news headlines again. I've procured our own personal journalist to share with us the shit we really need to know this week. And there's no review this week because, honestly, I haven't watched or read anything worth talking about. We've spoken about red flags before, but the opposite to red on the colour spectrum, I think, is green. So we asked you in the Facebook group this week, what are the signs that someone is worth keeping around in love, life and work? And I have to confess, I totally underestimated you and I'm so ashamed to say it, so much so that when borders open up, I will 
gladly get on a plane to Croatia and walk naked down the streets of King's Landing so you can throw food at me and yell shame. Hear me out, okay? Because the fuckboy species is such a pest in this world, like more rampant than possums and cane toads, when men do something like, I don't know, opening a car door for us, we celebrate like we're Kathy Freeman winning gold at Sydney. So I thought that this segment might turn into a celebration of men doing the absolute bare minimum. But fans, I was so wrong because you know a garbage human when you see one, but you also know a golden human. Now, caveat time, because I know that there are those of you out there who will look for any but to cancel out a red flag. Oh yeah, like I know that he's cheated on me, but he's working on himself. You're the kind of friend who calls your friends in tears, telling them you did the exact opposite to the advice they gave you three days earlier. Ironically, you're actually a red flag friend in yourself. And as I was writing this, you actually tend to pop up throughout the segment as an example of what kind of human not to be. So I'm going to give you a name, the anti-green flagger. You're going to be called Tiffany. (laughs) So to confirm, a green flag does not cancel out a red flag. Red and green actually make yellow. And contrary to popular belief, if you see a yellow traffic light, it apparently doesn't mean speed up and go. It means stop. So if they're still reading your text messages, still spreading their pain around like it's coronavirus, or insisting you have zero male friends, they're still a red flag. They belong in the garbage. No buts. It's a really well-known fact that serial killers generally harm animals before they harm humans. So it's no surprise that the opposite of a serial killer, an elite human, is a lover of animals. In an absolute landslide victory, your number one green flag sign of a good human was loving animals. Our number one fan, Felina, said that she knew her baby daddy was definitely going to impregnate her when they were courting, and this guy wanted Polina to come over for a date. But she'd been away from her dog all day, and he was a puppy and really needy, so she's like, look, I don't know, I've got to spend time with Percy. And this guy's like, don't worry, it's totally fine, bring him. So she gets to this guy's house, who she's been on like two dates with, and he'd already bought a water bowl and a food bowl and some toys, and it was all set up for him ready to go. So cute. But Percy was not as grateful for the gesture. He was completely like an only child, jealous of the new man in his mum's life. And he jumped on this guy's coffee table, smashing it. Then he just retreated into the corner to chew on the TV remote. That is absolutely mortifying. If I was that guy, I would be like, get out. I never want to see you again. But he was so fine with it. And now they have the Frenchie, but they also have another dog together and a little baby. So cute. I actually have a story, though, to counter that really nice story about pets. I... I once had this really shitty friend, let's call her Tiffany, and Tiffany and myself were over at our other friend's house, and Tiffany was sitting in the corner texting some guy, probably a red flag, and my friend's dog came up to her and was just giving her a sniff and a lick, just wanted to say hello, and she kept nudging him, and he just kept coming back for more. He was like, say hello to me, play with me. Then eventually she shoved him so hard, he flew across the room and yelped, but don't worry, he was a real stocky good boy and he was totally fine. But the sign literally flew across my face. And had I seen that sign that she was not to be trusted, I would have saved myself literally five or six years of a toxic friendship that followed. 
But it's not just when humans love animals, it's also the other way around. Like we've said in our life rules, never, ever, ever trust anyone except an animal. So when the animals love humans, that is the ultimate sign of a good person. This does not include when tigers are so drugged up at the animal park that they're willing to snuggle you. No, the animals have to be drug-free and loving you. Van Carly said she knew her boyfriend was the one when he met her cat and her cat fell in love with him. Like, my dog isn't as obsessed with me as I would like, but I think that's because I force him to cuddle me so often against his will, not because I'm a rubbish person at all. Manners are another really big green flag on your list, and I feel like good manners shouldn't need to be a green flag because learning good manners is as essential to childhood development as learning to walk, but... I also know from our episode, Bad Manners, that approximately 88% of humanity missed the memo on good manners because boorish behavior is rife in our society. There are so many discourteous pigs out there that can't even raise a fucking finger to say thank you when you give way to them in a narrow street. So, okay, I guess it really does need to be here. I really like the way that fan Georgia summed this up. Anyone who is not a solid gold arsehole deserves a green flag. (laughs) Georgia, that is such a low bar. I think the absence of garbage human traits gets you like a nice pastel green flag, maybe a lime, but like congratulations, you cleaned up after yourself, get an award. Um, I think to get like a deep olive green flag, you need to be extra, like highly courteous, incredibly charitable, great respect for your parents and friends and friends' parents. One thing that's really high on your list is kindness to waiters. Fans Madeline and John both attribute this to strong boner game. And I think it's because as millennials, we have all worked in the service industry, whether it's hospitality or retail. So we know the shit that people fling at service workers and it's gross. I once had this big Darrow threatened to break both my legs during like my third shift at McDonald's and I was crying and she just kept going at me. I was like 15. What a bitch. But honestly, I feel like we could probably have a whole episode dedicated to the treatment of service workers. But I think because we've all experienced it, that's why it's kind of like a sick joke when we see one of our own passing on that treatment to others. Conversely, when they don't and they are kind to waiters, it's like when someone's good at their job, they immediately become 10 times hotter. And if they give them a nice tip, maybe our gold digging radar even tickles a little bit. And that's just like a nice added bonus. There's obviously a really, really big green flag when we're talking about friends, and that is that they genuinely care about you and they're actually invested in you and your life. If your friends aren't invested in your life, the only reason that they're there is so that you can be their therapist. Like Tiffany, for example, who calls you to complain about the guy she slept with on the weekend and got chlamydia from when you specifically told them on Friday night not to see them anymore because they looked infected. Oh my God, the Tiffany's of the world are so exhausting. A genuine friend, on the other hand, will ask you to text them when you get home, not because they want to take that opportunity to write back complaining about how the boy that they're seeing was in his Instagram stories with another girl and who is she? No, the genuine friend will ask you to text them when you get home so they know you've gotten home safe, says Fan Grace. 
In this case, my mum is legit my best friend because half the time I get home and I pass out with a Big Mac in my mouth and I don't text my mum because I forget about it. And she will message and message and message and call and call and call to make sure that I am home safe. A genuine friend also uses their ear holes to listen to you. There is absolutely nothing worse than when Tiffany asks how you're going just so they can find that moment to hook in and then say something about themselves and then just keep talking about themselves. Like they know the common courtesy of asking how someone is, but they really don't care. They just want to talk about themselves. And again, they're just your therapist. So if you spoke to them later in the week, you could have, you could bring up what you were saying or what they were saying, and they won't remember anything that you were saying because they were just waiting for their moment to shine. And if you gave them advice on what they were saying, like, don't sleep with that guy again. He gave you chlamydia last week. She would be like, oh, I accidentally slept with him again. Tiffany is such a waste of your time. I'm really building up this strong character around Tiffany. Maybe I should write a play about her or something or a TV show. And then I can star in the TV show. And yes, this is such a good idea, Nicole. I digress. This is not my personal diary. Dan Jess says, good friends, remember the things you say to them and then follow up with them the next time you see them. They'll ask about your family. They're there for your highs and lows. Jess thinks that they even remember your birthday, which I feel like is a lot. You can just look it up on Facebook. But I guess the point is they're always there for you and they're genuinely invested. For mine, though, the ultimate green flag is when they are willing to share their vibrator with you. I have three friends that live together. And for this purpose, let's just call them Marsha, Jan and Cindy. And Marsha a few weeks ago was having a Tinder sleepover because we have a curfew of 8pm so you kind of have to sleep over right. So this guy came over and it was their first date and he was really weird like they were watching a movie together and he put his bare feet on the coffee table and he had long toenails. (laughs) Gross. So Marsha sent him home before the 8pm curfew. Now bear in mind if you're outside Melbourne everyone is really emotional. It's really hard in lockdown. So Jan comes out of the bedroom and is like, oh my God, Marsha, his toiletry bag is gone from the bathroom. Is everything okay? And Marsha started crying. (laughs) She's like, yeah, I sent him home. He was really weird. And Jan was like, what's wrong? And then she started crying. And then Marsha was like, I just want some dick. And (laughs) so they were both crying together. Then (laughs) Jan gets up and Marsha's like, where are you going? And she's like, I'm going to get my vibrator and I'm going to put it in the dishwasher so you can use it. At this point, Cindy has been listening and she was like, absolutely not. That is not happening. Let's just have some more wine. I mean, Cindy, don't ruin the fun. I I don't know if that's like, it's a generous offer. And I, I don't know if it's something that is like hygienically okay if you put it in the dishwasher, but the thought was there and that's the point. It's not just in life and love where you have green flags. You've also got some really strong workplace green flags. And I loved these ones. What I loved the most is that none of you were like, oh my God, I have the coolest workplace. We have a fully stocked fridge and a table tennis table. Because don't get me wrong, those perks are great. But so often they're just a facade. They're just icing on the cake to hide the fact that that cake is made from your blood, sweat, and tears, that you're working 18-hour days with no break or overtime pay. Like, honestly, okay, I've got a great would you rather. Would you rather work in a place with 
all the fun perks, but hate your actual job or love your job, but work in the most bland office in the deep suburbs. It's a tough choice. I think in my early 20s, so, you know, like just a few years ago, I probably would have taken the perks. But now, especially now that I have a child who I want to spend as much time with as possible, and the fact that I'm going to be working for another 800 years till I'm 70, I think I would definitely rather love my job. So yes, the point is you weren't fooled by the frills and your workplace green flags are ones that legitimately benefit your health and career. And before I share yours, obviously I have to say that the number one workplace green flag is the four-day work week, which I wrote an article about the other week, which you can read at largeamonlatte.com. Subtle little plug there. But I'm actually super passionate about this concept after writing that article because it's better for your mental health and it's also better for the business productivity. So it's a win-win. For Bridget's workplace green flag, it's when they adopt a mental health strategy. And not like when they say we want to be better about mental health and host yoga at lunchtime once, but then go on to make half the workforce redundant and make you do two people's job on the same salary in the same amount of time. Like when they actually implement it, like monthly massages or Bridget said when they have a doctor that comes in every few weeks, which I love. And I'm talking about a therapist here because can you imagine being at work and having a therapist on hand? They would be more popular than Prince on a Saturday night in 2006. Anytime your co-workers frustrate you or piss you off, you have a bad meeting with a client, you could just go into the therapist's office. It would be amazing. Van Polina's number one green flag in the workplace is when she has a boss that actually listens to Polina, like where Polina wants to grow and develop, what areas she wants to work on, and then the boss actually gives feedback pertinent to those subject areas what? I've said it before. A good boss is so hard to find. Like you enter the workforce and you just think that these people that have worked for years and years are going to be really fantastic at their job and you're going to have all these great mentors, but it's actually so rare. So Polina, cling on to that shit. I think that Fan Anthony summarized the workplace green flags so nicely. He said, when you don't have that anxious feeling on a Sunday night before work, you know you're onto a good thing. Oh God, there is nothing worse than that overwhelming feeling of dread falling apart like a cheap suit on a Sunday night before work. If you're feeling like that, you have got to get out of your workplace. There's some unsolicited advice that I will leave you with. There you go, your green flags. Also, if you found yourself strongly relating to Tiffany during that segment, slide into my DMs. I've got the names of some good therapists for you. I've been fighting this internal battle with myself at the moment where I really want to know what's going on in the world, but I also want a will to live. So I've really been avoiding the news, but doing that has made me miss some pretty major stories. Like, how did I miss that Khloe Kardashian got back with Tristan? What? So I have found a solution to my problem. I've procured my own personal journalist to filter through the news and only feed me the bits that I really want to hear in snack size pieces because I like snacks and I have a very short attention span. And I thought because I'm so generous, I should probably share my personal journalist with you. So fans, please welcome special guest star Ashley Gardner. Oh, hello. 
Welcome, Ash. Thanks for coming on the pod. Oh, so great to be here. If you live in Melbourne and you're awake before 9am, you might recognise Ash's voice from Chrissy, Sam and Brownie, but that is not everyone. So I thought it might be nice to introduce Ash by telling a little story about how we first met. In our La Dame and Latte newsletter, we have a little segment called How We First Met, so I thought I would hijack it this month so I could share this story with everyone. So, Ash, feel free to disagree, but I'm pretty sure this is exactly how it happened. It was the first day of drama school, and Ash and I locked eyes from across the room, and immediately we had this ESP connection where we communicated that we were definitely going to be friends because neither of us fit in. We were both there to help us achieve the dream of a full-time gig on Home and Away, not to analyse the impact of Brecht in modern theatre. So, side note, I actually did enjoy Brecht, but... I don't even know who Brecht is still. (laughs) I had to Google something dramery, so I had an analogy for that. So, as the two misfits, well, I like to think we were the two misfits, Ash secretly went and had a second lunch with the actual dramaers, (laughs) but Ash was so nice and sat with me at lunchtime and, you know, we shared our pasts and Ash shared with me that she'd been living somewhat of a sheltered life. Some may have even a thought that, oh, you don't want me to say that line, do you? (laughs) You keep, I keep giving you the feedback and I'm you keep telling, it. I'm going to say you're a late bloomer, but I really wanted to say. I so, was a late bloomer. I didn't hit puberty till I was like 17 and a half, which is around the time you met me. So <laughs> Ash was a real late bloomer. And I guess I took pity. No, I, I wasn't pity. It was this girl has potential and I need to fill it. Mm-hmm. So I took Ash under my wing and she became my student in life. I was her sensei, and fast forward 10 years, we're still great mates. Neither of us have been on Home and Away, unfortunately. No. But Ash is a K-grade celebrity, so same, same. I think that's pretty generous. I'd say K-grade is very, very generous. I am a generous person. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we're friends. You bump up my ego. I mean, you're no ex-Bachelor contestant, but I feel like sometimes you get invited to the same events as them, so... You're not far behind. Okay, I'll take that. All right, Ash, tell us what's been happening in the news that we really should know about. All right, so we've all got COVID fatigue and it means a lot of you are switching off the news so you don't need to hear that filthy C word anymore. So here's a bit of a wrap of the stuff you might have missed. I promise I'll try and keep it a C word free zone, but I can't with this first story and it's absolutely one you need to be across. It was a really big week for Donald Trump, who was admitted to hospital with coronavirus. He was receiving treatment at the Walter Reed Medical Facility, but couldn't pass up a PR opportunity when he saw a crowd of supporters outside. He jumped in the presidential motorcade for a drive-by, but too bad for the members of the Secret Service stuck in the airtight SUV with the highly infectious president. The next day, he was picked up by the Marine One chopper and whisked back to the White House. His media team are seriously going to take out the Oscar for Best Picture for the video that came out once the president made it back to the White House. It was complete with backup orchestra and Trump staring longingly into the distance. He also released another video soon after where he said, And now I'm better and maybe I'm immune. I don't know. Hot tip. If you test positive to something, it means you are not immune to it. My anger was just simmering. This man needs to be put out to pasture. I honestly cannot wait for the election. 
And I just had another C word on my mind the whole time you were talking. (laughs) But I actually have a third C word to add to this story. And it's China. Yes. Trump has also called it a horrible disease that was sent over from China. And he since said China's going to pay for what they've done to the world and to us. Like, apparently, I don't know if this is true, because I don't even know if the Chinese president would have Twitter. But apparently he called coronavirus the White House virus. And that might be the best thing to come out of China since dumplings. All right. Moving (laughs) on to the next story. So we're talking about the budget. Budget, blah, blah. Uh, I get it. I get it. You've already (laughs) tuned out. It can be boring, but you should care, especially because the government announced tax cuts on Tuesday, which basically means more money in your back pocket. But it's not all rainbows and unicorn farts. It comes at a cost. All that spending will see the deficit blow out to $213 billion this year while debt will climb to almost $1 trillion by 2024. The opposition says people over the age of 35, women and childcare are the losers of this budget. See, that just, I know I should I should listen to it and I should care, but I think because I'm so basic in every single way, I've never actually been affected by any financial decisions any government has made. And look, actually, basic's probably not the right word. It's probably more privilege. But the only one time I was affected by any government's financial decision was when K-Rad dropped $900 into my account at uni. That was life-changing for a week. So how much are we actually getting? Is this like a K-Rad 900 or is this that I can buy uh, one of my lattes next week at an actual cafe instead of 7-Eleven? How good was K-Rad's 900? I actually think I used that to buy my tickets to Europe. So technically it went into Greece's economy, but still, I loved it. So in terms of these tax cuts, it depends what your wage is. It depends what bracket you fall into. But for your medium income earner, you'll have just over a grand extra in your pocket in the first year. Uh. (laughs) I'd I'd take the grand. I'd be happy with an extra grand. I'd take it. I think I just wouldn't recognize it. Maybe because I'm shit with money. Yeah, well, let's say 20 bucks a week, you'll put that aside for your coffee. So, okay. So basically, if you are a middle income earner, you can buy your coffee out every day of the week. And that's what you're going to get from this budget. Is that the summary? Um, From the tax cut element of this, obviously, there are a lot of layers to a lot of different parts in terms of infrastructure spending, all that kind of jazz. But just talking about tax cuts, if we really simplify it, yeah, that's, that's what you're looking at. Okay, let's move on to some celeb news because I feel like this is going to be right up your alley. Uh, We heard from the Queen of All Divas this week, Mariah Carey. She threw some serious shade at her ex-fiancé James Packer while chatting about her new memoir, The Meaning of Mariah Carey. When asked why the Aussie billionaire was excluded from the book, she said, if it was relationship that mattered, it's in the book. If not, it didn't occur. So this attitude to a crummy relationship is absolutely one I can subscribe to. Just pretend it never happened. We've we've actually had a lot of conversations about this over the years because yes. you completely you completely disagree. Yeah, because I think that if you forgot about your relationships and pretended that they didn't happen, most people I know would have to forget about their entire twenties. <laughs> and I just, 
Also, I was thinking about this this morning and I thought if you pretend it didn't happen, then you think about all the other things you could have been doing and then start to regret that you didn't do those things. But it's because you were doing something that you thought was right at the time. And I just want to live by the mantra, no regrets, get it tattooed on my (laughs) chest. But I honestly, like if you're in a short relationship, sure, like pretend that never happened. But if it's something that's over the course of a few years, you can't just pretend that that didn't happen. Yeah. And, you know, she was engaged as well. But that, wait, we just need to talk about that. Yeah. The difference with her also is that might have been a short relationship, but she got a $10 million engagement ring. You can't just pretend that someone didn't gift you a $10 million rock. Yeah, well, probably for tax purposes at least. Yes. (laughs) But to me, a substandard relationship is almost like a shitty haircut. So you went in with enthusiasm and the best intentions, but once you've grown your hair out, You realize it was a bit of a brain fart, you really aren't suited, and you just want to forget it ever happened. And there is absolutely no way that you're posting a photo with that haircut as your display picture. But God knows you still had that relationship. (laughs) (laughs) All right, (laughs) moving on to some other celeb goss. David Guetta also spilt some serious tea about Madonna. He says that she refused to work with him because of his star sign. So they met up for lunch after she suggested he produce her next album and everything was going well until he mentioned he's a Scorpio. I seriously can't think of another workplace where you have grounds to tell a colleague you can't work with them because of their star sign. I feel like this is such a bullet dodged. I mean, as a white girl with a nose ring and crystals scattered throughout my house, <laughs> I, I feel like I should be more versed in astrology than I am. But then I hear shit like this and it turns me off. Like, it turns me off more than a man drinking a can of Red Bull for breakfast with a fedora. So I think this is a blessing from the stars for yeah. David Guetta. I mean... I, I subscribe to astrology a little bit in that a lot of my friends are the same star signs. Like I've got friends from different groups that are, I've saw so many Scorpio friends for some reason. So I was like, oh, I'd love to work with David. He would be a great guy to work with. But I think to prevent you from having a work relationship with someone, that's a little bit far. It all sounds really stupid to me. Like, oh yeah, I've got so many friends that are Capricorns. That must make me a Leo. Oh my God. You have great hair today. Are you an Aquarius? It just makes, like, science. But I was thinking about this a lot, and I was like, maybe I should get an astrologist on to explain all this, because I just have no idea. And maybe it's not as ridiculous as it sounds, and it definitely sounds really ridiculous. (laughs) Well, and that's a wrap. That's it for me. Amazing. Well, thank you. I feel very enlightened. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Nikki. Thanks for listening to Large Almond Latte. If you loved the podcast, which we assume you do if you made it this far, a five-star rating and review would actually mean so much to us. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Large Almond Latte Media because we put a lot of effort into it. If you'd like to join the weekly podcast conversation, join us in the Facebook group at Large Almond Latte and don't worry, we're not spammy at all. If you're still looking for even more low-involvement entertainment, head to our website, largealmondlatte.com. There you'll find the show notes, but also even more low involvement articles to scroll for hours upon hours. See you next week.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.